0: i'm ready to do it i can't be afraid now put me on the stage now i'm ready to rage now i feel like an animal stuck in a cage and i'm ready to break out
1: huh. howdy folks jay milton here and welcome to episode seven of my nine part series special that i'm kickstarting 2022 with over these nine episodes i'm going to be asking the same nine questions to some of the top personal trainers business owners, entrepreneurs, and mindset coaches on the planet. And if you've missed the previous episodes, make sure to head on back to episode one and have a watch or listen to that first. These incredible humans I'm interviewing have coached millions of people with their bodies, brains, and businesses. And some of these experts have built themselves multiple seven and nine figure businesses. Just on Instagram alone, they have a combined following of over 4.2 million followers and are some of the leading experts in their field. These experts will also be speaking this year, at the International Fitness Summit in Lisbon, Portugal. And if you'd like to find out more, and most importantly, grab yourself a ticket to what is gonna be one of the most anticipated events of the year, head on over to internationalfitnesssummit.com. If this is the first time that you've tuned into my channel, please hit that subscribe button and make sure to get notifications because over the next few episodes, I'm going to be hitting you with some absolute gems that are really going to help improve your life. The seventh question that I asked to the experts was, what piece of advice could you give to a young personal trainer looking to build a name for themselves in the fitness industry? Let's have a listen to what each of them said.
2: You need. You have to be understand that you have to master sales and marketing. This is something that you never nail down completely. You never finish. There's no finish line on it. And I think once you accept that you have to do that, you'll start to get better at it. I mean, I can't. I've lost count of the amount of times people have gave me shit because you are obsessed with money. You're obsessed with that. I'm like, listen. With no sale, it, without sales, there's no fucking business. A coach without clients isn't a fucking coach. So for me, master the art of sales and marketing. And also, I think. The new thing that I would add on that I've only kind of picked up myself in the last year is like do, don't try and force yourself to do what everyone else is doing. Like if you like writing, focus more on writing. If you like doing video, focus more on doing video. I think there is something to be said for just fucking doing it all. But if you like, I don't think there's anything wrong with focus on one thing at a time. Maybe master one platform at a time. Do you know what I mean? Like I only went on st- on Instagram in 2019. I was miles behind, but I've nailed Facebook. I'm still not really doing LinkedIn thing. I never jump on the clubhouse thing. I'm not, I don't do the Twitter thing. I'm kind of playing with YouTube at the minute, but I think there's a lot of pressure to master all of it. Like just going one at a time to start with. And if you like doing video, do video. If you don't like doing video, just do live video. <laughs> You're essentially talking to yourself. Essentially talking to yourself. I'm actually looking at myself and talking to myself. Turn all the comments off and that and just have a conversation with yourself. You know what I mean? So I think that, Master sales and marketing, but don't worry about going in on all of the platforms at the same time. Like I don't, I think you know Jamie, right? There's a, there's something that we said about being able to repurpose content, but for me, it's a bit fucking lazy. Do you know what I mean? You know this. You can't put the same content. Like I look at the stats, and I'm like, this is blowing up on Instagram, but it's doing fuck all on Facebook. You can't just copy and paste.
3: Being authentic really helps, and also having something to offer. You can't come to the table with something that someone's already brought, Um, because there's so many of those, and then they're forgettable. That sort of person may be forgettable. I think finding a gap in the market is a great way to establish yourself in the industry very quickly, but also have an experience. So spending the hours on the floor, working with the clients, Doing what you can by just focusing on people. And um, if you're good enough, you never need to introduce yourself anyway. So I believe that, like, my advice for someone trying to make a name for themselves is do the work, and um, be authentic, bring something new to the table, and be confident with your application because people love confidence. You can you can flag a career with confidence <laughs> if you do it well enough. You you probably could, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's my most basic advice. Do you know, I think a lot
0: of it, because a lot of people do do the same thing. You know, I mean, I'm always into doing something different. And, you know, oh, it's, it's tricky with a personal trainer. Again, you know, looking good probably isn't enough. Knowing your stuff, you know, isn't enough. Um, you know, doing stuff online or in the gyms, probably not enough. You know, having a supplement sponsorship isn't enough. I think you've got to have you've got to have an angle that no one else has got. I mean, I do think, to be honest, personality goes a long way, I really do. And actually, it's interesting. So obviously, you know, we're at IFS. This probably, this wouldn't even represent 1% of the fitness industry. I mean, it just wouldn't it be, it wouldn't be point one of the fitness industry. But actually, you've probably got people in this room probably represent, could be 50% or more of the noise. Um, and I really like the stuff that's coming out at the minute. And make it a lot more real and calling out all the bullshit. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, certainly I I get the impression from today now that a lot more people here obviously care what they look like, but it's not all about how they look. And I think certainly with the fitness industry, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of fitness fakery, I'd call it. Um, So I guess, you know, how do you navigate that as a personal trainer? I guess, you know, I mean, you've got to build, you've got to think of yourself as a, you know, as a a brand. Um, And, you know, everything you do is an extension of that brand. Um, be true to yourself. And I think, again, just, you know, you've got to put out really good, honest, accurate, realistic, achievable advice. But, you know, you have got to keep a lookout for the the opportunities within the industry because it's very crowded
4: now. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Um, doesn't matter how many B2B coaches you have. People can teach you skills, but you have to o- find your own route and you have to be as authentic as possible. And the best way of being that is being yourself because there is only one you. And I think that's the best, I think that's what I can say, yeah.
5: Be yourself. I feel like everyone's probably said
6: that, but it's so easy to try and fall into a trap of you're trying to be like someone else, you're trying to make content like someone else, you're trying to to story, like talking on Instagram about, you're you're just trying to be a character rather than being yourself, but really, people are kind of buying off your personality as well as what you know, but if you're trying to be a different person, people will catch on to that quite quickly. So I think a lot of the time, it's more about being authentic to yourself and actually if you're having a shit day, you, you can tell people like, so yeah, I think just being yourself is like the number one priority and then upskilling yourself. There's always time to educate yourself. It's not You're never gonna be the smartest person in the room and, but you shouldn't ever want to be. You should always want to learn from someone.
7: I wouldn't describe myself as business savvy. The only thing that I think I have really done in terms of like social media, like building a name for myself, is I posted stuff that I thought other people cared enough about to share, and that's all it, it was. So I used to answer questions that I thought people struggled with. I started talking about um, keto diets when people were confused about keto diets, or i talk about intermittent fasting when people were confused with intermittent fasting. Um, And that's all I did. I just made content that I thought other people would find interesting and hopefully share with their friends because some of their friends might find it interesting. And that's pretty much all I've done. Sometimes I think I stray too far from that and I post things that I find interesting and I realize that other people don't give a shit because I'm a bit too nerdy. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much all I've ever done, I think.
8: Probably the thing that I learned quite quickly was the difference between imitation and and using someone as motivation. The thing that I did very early on was looking at people that were successful and probably took that too much and were literally just using what they were doing and thinking, why the fuck isn't this working? It's working for them, why isn't it working for me? And I got very frustrated with it quickly. And also, people find you out. People know that you're just copying off people. People aren't stupid. So... I think the easiest thing that you can do is the only thing that sets you apart is use whatever's unique to you as sort of the main driving force behind content or whatever you're putting out because no one can really imitate you. And I learned that very quickly by trying to imitate other people. So it's great using other things for motivation. It's great, for example, was going to your podcast and, and taking things from that which I could apply to my everyday life, but it needed to be Ben Holden. It needed to be my spin on it. It needed to be my flaws, my weaknesses, my strengths within that, so that people could buy into me and just put myself out there as much as possible. Weakness, weaknesses, flaws, everything, to become more relatable to rather than thinking that I needed to be this person who was perfect to everyone. I think that was was one of the big ones for me when I was first starting out and to, to any new kind of PT is that authenticity and that's very difficult, I think, at first to swallow and digest because being vulnerable is so difficult. But I think if you can learn to be at ease with that, the quicker you can do that, the the better you'll be with, with producing content and, and bringing in an audience.
3: Focus on the client.
6: So this is exactly what we're talking about here is a value-led business. And I think broadly for sort of any goal, if you're enjoying the process, you've already won. Like you've known me for years. I do basically the same thing I've always been doing. I earn a lot more money now, but it's besides the point because I would be doing it anyway. And I think that like, if you can nail that and truly love what you're doing, you've already won. And the way that you do that is creating a business around your authentic self, like who you truly are, what you truly believe in, what you're passionate about, then you'll go to work anyway, when it's just a bonus that you
9: make money from that.
10: I think concern yourself less with what other people are doing and what other people are thinking, and just without sounding too hashtag authentic, as it's become a bit of a coin phrase, is just learning to be yourself and actually the people you're trying to access and help they're the most important doesn't matter what your peers are doing because arguably amongst professional circles the knowledge base isn't hugely different you're all singing from the same hymn sheet but how you translate that message that's you that's the the personal touch that's the reason why people come to you for help and not whoever it is even if they coach people exactly the same they come to you for your personality so i think it's important to get across that makes you distinctly different
9: i'm not from the fitness industry and this may be an unpopular piece of advice but i would say get lean and the reason is that for all that this modern movement around fitness that is more holistic and more inclusive and i think that that's fantastic is a very promising message if you have some good photos of yourself on your instagram if you have the proof is in the pudding if you walk around in relatively good condition you just get more clout online. If you want to acquire clients, you can do it through evidence-based stuff. You can do it by being funny like James does. You can do it by having friends in high places, but all of those things will be enhanced if you're just a couple of percentage body fats leaner. And I don't subscribe to the fact that every coach has to be in unbelievable condition, but it's definitely gonna help if you are trying to make a name for yourself if you need to establish yourself, one of the reasons that you can box jump Everest is because you've established yourself in the industry as somebody that does fitness. You've earned your stripes, right? You've got yourself into the trenches, you've done the work, you've come back out. And I think that kind of everyone needs to pay their dues or it's many people would benefit from paying their dues in
5: that way. I would say have an abundance mindset. I think there's a lot of scarcity mindset in this industry because it is is pretty saturated, but my mindset is sure, there are a lot of people in the industry, but there's still so many people who aren't being helped that we're not reaching. And no matter how qualified you think you are or are not at this time, there's going to be someone who resonates with the way that you communicate your message. There's going to be someone who would prefer to learn from you over me because they just like you better or they connect with you better. And that's great. That's fine. And I would probably say um, always have a growth mindset, always be looking to learn more information at events like the IFS or uh, learn from your mistakes because you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to probably invest money into things that don't work out. You're going to have uh, collaborations with people where you end up becoming like, not on speaking terms anymore. It just happens as part of building a business and part of, you know, building a career. But to me, as long as you continually learn how to pivot and keep moving forward, you, I think you will be successful in the long run.
11: I'd say from a client's perspective, um, having worked with a few personal trainers, I think that, and actually I think that this is applicable to any business really, is it's having an understanding of your audience, your client, your customer, whoever, you know, whatever business it is, um, understanding what they want and what they need and trying to combine the two into kind of a hybrid because i think a lot of a lot of coaches have strong opinions on how people should do things and a lot of clients have strong opinions about what they want and i think in some situations what we might want as a client may not necessarily be the best way of going about a fitness journey so the coach might quite quite validly if that's a word want to kind of steer them away from that goal but simply just doing something else isn't going to work because they're not going to to commit to it. But trying to kind of, you know, to 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 go with them um, on their journey and try and steer them in in a you know a slightly more positive direction can be helpful. But it, but that understanding of what they want and why they want it is incredibly valuable to that because if you know if you if you go to a coach because you want to lose weight, but they're trying to just get you to you know do a specific type of deadlift and get really good at that that you don't really care about um, then you're not going to engage in it as much I don't think whereas if you incorporate what they want into it but then perhaps you know give them some other options a bit down the line once they're a bit more comfortable and they trust you a bit more um, I think can be more valuable
12: I think the key is in the question you're building a name for yourself so do that for yourself When I came into the industry, nobody was speaking about mindfulness or meditation or had a business, the way that I run my business is so one-to-one and so time-consuming that anyone in the fitness industry would just roll their eyes and say, that's not the way you run things, You you can't scale, you can't build a business like that. And I hadn't come off the gym floor, I'd come out of university lecturing and I'd been on the gym floor 10 years ago. So I wasn't making that transition and nobody did it. And so I just had to find my own way because I knew that's what I was passionate about and I knew what I wanted my business values to be, which were compassion, integrity and health and those things take time. And I took that sacrifice in terms of scaling for for that and found my own route to do that. And I think people, it's useful to have all these templates it's useful to see people say, well, I built my business this way and it really worked and it's nice to get those ideas. But ultimately, if you want to work with a specific niche client, your business model, the business model of someone that you admire might not work for you. And we're so desperate to fit into something because we see, well, that's what success looks like. But if you're not authentic to yourself, it's not go- it's not going to work because your clients are not going to fit that mold of someone else's business model. So I think know who you are, know what you value and find a business model that works in line with that as opposed to just trying to chase what everyone else is doing.
13: Because it's such a saturated industry, um with a lot of people offering the same things whether it be exercise programs or nutrition programs and a lot of them will be quite similar it's all about standing out I think um, and obviously I think we know that social media is probably the main area where you can build a brand um in the fitness industry and it's it's tough but I think I think you probably have to have your own style, but you also have to be smart in knowing, judging the temperature of, of, say, the nation. Sounds a bit bizarre, but, you know, at the moment, I think, for example, a lot of people are maybe building brands and and profiles via some sort of anti-diet stuff or anti-diet culture stuff, which I personally think is great, but a lot of it is a little bit zealot-like and unable to kind of see both sides. But anyway, yeah, the piece of advice would be to keep posting. So, for example, my first 2,000 posts built 20,000 followers. Um, If I did that now, it would probably build 20 followers because the algorithm is so different. And then my next 800 posts gave me over a million followers. And the reason what what happened there was I found out what people wanted so giving a lot of myself to people for free putting a lot of time in to be as useful as possible and people loved that it wasn't really necessarily all about me it's like here's some information that's useful to you even if you don't like me as a person you've, that information is still useful to you so you probably follow me um, so yeah I would say keep posting but be smart you know if you keep posting stuff that's tanking Probably need to move to something else or tweak it um but when you grab onto something we were chatting a little bit about this last night you have to keep going with it and keep kind of reinvent reinventing that little piece of content that is now your niche Um so for me it's like infographics and people know me for that as well and um, for, for for you it could be like vlogging um so yeah I think it's keeping it really simple. Make sure that the first couple of seconds in your posts really stand out. Otherwise, it's pointless. People are going to scroll past. You can have the best post ever and the best caption ever, but if the headline didn't stand out or people scroll past it, they're never going to see it. So sometimes you need to be a little bit provocative or clickbaity, but don't be ashamed of that because you know that you've got that great stuff to offer.
1: Treat your social media like an interest savings account that isn't going to pay back for years. Uh, For me, myself, I was like, I'm going to pay in with content, pay in with interacting with people, pay in with putting something out there helpful every single day. And I was like, I'm not, you know like a pension pot, people will put money into a pension pot for 40 years without expecting anything. With an identity or a brand, expect to put it in for 10. And I expected to put it in for 10 years. And within three years, shit was popping off. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm really ahead of schedule. I think that, That's the way to look at it, not this is a machine to make me money, this is a machine to make me famous, or this is a machine to get me pussy. (laughs) Just to say, this is an interest savings account. If I pay into it for long enough, I should get more back than I put in.
6: So I think my answer to this three years ago probably would have been so different because the fitness industry has changed significantly in the past three years. It's obviously become a lot more saturated with personal trains and things like that. Definitely from a female perspective, it's amazing to see how many female PTs there are out there. What I definitely say is you've got to have some sort of niche. You need to have something about you. Like what makes you slightly different? What makes a client think, oh, I'm going to go to Lucy Dave instead of this person because Lucy offers this. Oh, she empowers women. She believes in strength training. She does like hybrid programs. Cool, she's exactly what I'm looking for. And if you don't really have that, you're, you're essentially selling yourself in a way as a personal trainer to think why would you want to be coached by me? So it's definitely having a niche. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be ridiculous. It doesn't need to be exaggerated. Just something that you're very passionate about and why people would go to you. And then you're not overcomplicating it either. You're not doing all this crazy thing. Have a niche. Focus on it, and, and you'll you'll do well.
4: So I think there's a lot of a lot of guys out there. Um, and girls who are looking to, to build a name for themselves, and I think the most Effective way to build a good reputation is to be damn good at your job as in It's not about how many likes you get on social media. It's not about how many views you get on the internet. It's about developing a skill set that makes you an asset to your clients because as soon as you start doing a great job for your clients Funnily enough, good things will happen for you in a professional sense. Your clients are the most important thing in in any business relationship. And investing in yourself so that you can sort of deliver the best level of service to your clients will mean that regardless of whether you're known walking down the street, it doesn't matter. That that's not success. Success is developing a business that you're proud of and having real, real life results with real people. If you're a personal trainer, that should be the number one thing you're focusing on. The best
6: piece of advice that I could give for a personal trainer looking to make a name for themselves is to understand who they want to be a hero to. Getting very clear on the result that they want and getting clear on how they have typically tried to approach that and understanding what it means for them to achieve that. And then mastering the process of how to achieve that result and installing that into your philosophy of what you coach and what you teach and ultimately what you sell. When you are clear on the result that you're getting for your clients and you know your process and you trust in it and you believe in it and you've tested it and refined it and are open to those changes, then learning how to sell it is paramount. So I suppose it boils down to knowing who you're working with, knowing what they want, understanding that result, mastering the process as best you can to get that result and then learning how to sell it and not being afraid to build and destroy as you go.
3: Again, I'm not personal trained in the fitness industry, but I think in general with business and definitely what we've kind of taken away from this weekend is to just keep going and acknowledge that there's gonna be, it's like a stoic, you'll probably, yeah, it's like a stoic um, philosophy to start your day being like, someone's gonna piss me off, someone's gonna let me down, something's not gonna go my way And once you kind of accept those things, then you can get on with it. And almost like Paul Mort was saying around like bad feedback and negative reviews and someone might give me a one-star book review is is to kind of acknowledge that that's gonna happen and just to keep going and keep going because I think that so many people stop at the first hurdle or the first bad thing that happens or the first failure and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would say keep going.
10: I think first and foremost, try and find out who you are Every personal trainer should should begin a personal development journey, a bit of self discovery because I think that when I got to t- mid twenties, I had no idea. I would say Jamie that I didn't know who I was till I was thirty, and I started my journey at twenty three, twenty four, got wrapped up in all sorts of stuff. So I think that um, to a personal trainer, it would be to start doing a bit of self discovery um, and listening to, you know, podcasts reading books on the topic. The other thing I'd say to a a personal trainer trainer, trying to build their reputation is to start first and foremost with where their knowledge, skill, expertise, and ability to produce results is now, not where they want to be. Because I think that straight now in the industry, it's like I see everyone doing body transformations, I see this. If you're able to do weight loss at the moment, that's your market, you know? Um, and, And I think it's starting off from where you are now rather than where you think you need to be.
9: My town, my crown We know what
0: it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it
12: takes